0: Alright, hi everyone, and welcome to the Eli Van Project. So, no guest uh, on this week's episode, but I want to uh, talk to you guys about basically quantum field theory. Um, But before I talk to you about the theory behind quantum field theory, I wanted to give you maybe a little high-level taste of the kind of math that we do uh, in quantum field theory. Um, And the reason I wanted to talk about quantum field theory is because, you know, I might end up doing one about general relativity, and general relativity is really cool, and you can. There's a lot of um, resources out there to learn more about it. And I mean, Einstein was just brilliant coming up with it. Like um, often, the kind of professors that I've talked to have said, you know, someone might have invented special relativity if Einstein was didn't never came along, but it would have taken a lot longer to come up with general relativity. Like the, the idea that matter space it, it curves space and warps space, uh, space time is just it's pretty uh, unreal. Um, so, but, you know, I want to talk about quantum field theory because that leads into the more, you know, string theory, quantum loop gravity side of things, which is more modern and more sexy in terms of uh, the physics that we talk about uh, today. Okay. So, I basically wanted to talk about group theory and differential geometry um, in this podcast. And... I'll just preface that some other things that you might want to know um, are like, you know, you need to know your linear algebras and how matrices work. I need to know partial differential equations to do general relativity and um, partial partial differential equations also come in handy when you're looking at like Lagrangian mechanics. So that might be something that you need to know a little bit about, but these things are, um, I'll just say like they're, they're easier to learn kind of because they're just these set equations that you have to learn, and these kind of um, ingredients, but like uh, re- um, no, when you recipes that you have to follow when you're dealing with um, uh, you know Hamiltonian system or something, right? If you're if you're given a Hamiltonian, it's pretty easy to find uh, Hamilton's equations, or you can just teach a computer to do it. But differential geometry and group theory, these are more um, behind the scenes uh, in terms of what we talk about. We talk about, you know, special relativity and then quantum field theory. Uh, And basically quantum field theory is just uh, like field theory. So the easiest field theory is like electromagnetism built in with the concepts from special relativity. Okay. So first I'll talk about group theory. So, um you hear the word group theory, and you might think, wow, that sounds like it's some really confusing math, but it's really not. So, basically, groups have three main properties. Um, one is they're closed, so that just means if you have two elements, A and B, in a group, then their product, I'll say, A, B is also in the group. But when I say product, I'm not necessarily meaning multiplication. I mean any operation in which these two uh, elements are, you know, combined together. Um, so the first kind of step in knowing what group you have is knowing what that operation is. So these these groups can be very very abstract, like you can have the group of the symmetries of a square, so you know, diagonal versus vertical versus horizontal and, and blah blah blah. And So the you know multiplication between those two elements is kind of confusing and something that you have to kind of uh, figure out. Um, The other kind of properties they have are associativity. So if you don't know associativity, it's just, um, you know, two elements A and B times an element C. It's the same thing as the element A times the element B times C. And so it seems like all groups would satisfy that. But remember, with these weird binary operations, sometimes they don't. And then it's not a group. Uh, And there's an identity element. So an element such that like A times this element equals a, right? And finally an inverse. So if there's an element a, there's an element a to the minus 1. So I'll just give you two examples. So I, I kind of told you about the uh, uh, symmetry of the square, but more obvious groups would be like multiplication and addition. Um, so for addition, your identity element is 0 and your inverse element is uh, minus a, if you're for an element a. But for multiplication, your identity element is 1, and your inverse element is 1 over A, or A to the minus 1, right? So those can both, uh, those are both groups. In special relativity, we talk more about um, the Poincare group, which is just a group that holds these elements, which are rotations, boosts, and translations. Uh, And so you need to know how these elements get multiplied by each other, so you need to know in special relativity, if you do a boost, then a rotation, what happens? What happens if you do a rotation, then a boost? It's not the same. Um, and so, when we go one step further to quantum field theory and like conformal field theory, you get this special conformal group, which just makes sure that things aren't are, are scale invariant. So if you blow something up from something very small, um, it's it, it satisfies this these conformal properties. And so it turns out that like you know string theory is just a type of quantum field theory that is also a conformal field theory. Okay, and so basically, just like in special relativity, there's this Poincaré group with rotations and um, boosts and whatnot. In, let's say, the standard model, we have these other symmetries that form a group. Mostly, they are continuous symmetries, right? So we call them lie groups. But if they're discrete, then we just call them groups. So something like, you know, left-handed versus right-handedness. That's a discrete group. All right. That's all I want to say about groups. Um, differential geometry. Differential geometry is the study of manifolds, basically. Again, manifold seems like something really confusing. A manifold is just something that looks like Rn uh, near it. And so Rn is just the real axis for n dimensions. So the simplest one you guys probably know is R2 or R3 so the so R2 is just the XY plane R3 would be the XYZ plane right so that's that's a manifold uh, but it's a really really easy one more complex manifolds are like you know the sphere or the torus um so I, like I want to give you maybe a flavor for the type of language they use and why this stuff is takes so many years to understand like they would say like you know you can just wikipedia this uh, a manifold is a topological space with the property that each point is homeomorphic to Euclidean space, which is basically R to the n, right? Um, so homeomorphic just means there's a map between these two uh, spaces. So there's a map from, you know, your sphere, close by the sphere. If you take a little region of the sphere, there's a map from that to R n, And then you take that map, you go somewhere else, to a different part, part, portion of the sphere. So that's, homeomorphic is just a map that goes two ways. And then a topological space, well, everything in math is kind of very axiomatic. So I already kind of went, I went over the axioms of the group. They're those four things, you know, closure, uh, identity element, uh, uh, inverse, and associativity, right? So just like that, topological space has like, I don't know, 10 or 11 axioms that you need to satisfy to be a topological space. Okay. So the reason we talk about manifolds is because, you know, These symmetry groups aren't usually easy, they're not usually their space of them, isn't just usually Rn, they're usually more complicated, which is why we need to talk about these more complicated spaces. And when we have manifolds, we can talk about how to measure things on that manifold. So, just like when you measure something and you say it's two meters, you're using a metric. So, we have so instead of using a ruler in in mathematics, we use like these functions, which are just metrics, and so we want to make sure that these metrics um, like to satisfy this property in which, let's say you measure something on the North Pole and you measure something on the equator, you get the same answer. But you notice that there's a difference in curvature between the North Pole and the equator. Okay. So basically, the reason why it took Einstein so long to come up with general relativity is because he had to back it with differential geometry. um, And that took him a long time to learn. So he was a really good... (laughs) He was really good at math, he just, you know, maybe isn't as good as some of the best pure mathematics in the world, but compared to me and you, he was a genius, right? Um, And so, if you ever see, like, uh, in general relativity, like, you know, GII with the I's on top versus GII with the I or IJs with the I's on the bottom, those are just two different. uh, Types of generalized vectors. So there's like covec- uh, contravariant vectors or covariant vectors, uh, and so basically differential geometry. You know, we we can basically do linear algebra, but much more um, uh, much more abstractly, right? So those things, the g i j's, those are called tensors, and so basically. For if for for like a rank two tensor, and rank two tensor just means it transforms in this rank two way, just a definition. These they can be just represented as matrices, right? And n by n matrices. So it's not good to just think of a tensor as a, a you know a higher level matrix or a more abstract matrix, but for simple ones you can think of them like that. But tensors are just kind of more generalized transformations. So just like. You know, when you first get into high school, we learn about y equals mx plus b, and that's a linear transformation. Um, then you learn about matrices, and it's ax equals b. And then finally, now we learn about tensors, and they have this other, uh, these other types of transformation properties depending on the rank of that tensor. So that is what um, general relativity is all built on. So when you talk about like gen- the, the equations for general relativity are like, let's say for uh, for you know, a space with matter is like some constants times g u v, which is the Einstein tensor equals t mu v, which is the um, the energy stress tensor, right? So when you like look at those tensors in particular coordinates, you know it turns out that they're just like I don't know sixteen partial differential equations, or sometimes less depending on the symmetry of the problem, and when you solve all those equations, you get you know, how matter would move in that space. Okay, Okay. so I think that's all I want to talk about for this podcast, but I encourage you to kind of ask me questions if you have them and to kind of, you know, Google these things and hopefully um, now that I've given you maybe a little bit of background, you can try to take a a higher level approach. You don't need to understand uh, every little thing Intrinsic detail in each of these, but try to understand them at a higher level, and just for trying to remember that you know you don't need to be a genius to understand quantum field theory and all these kind of advanced physics topics. You can understand them on your own level. So maybe you maybe you admit, okay, I don't want to study this math so hard, and I don't want to learn all this stuff, but I do want to understand the theory more just because I'm interested in it. And you, it's that's perfectly reasonable to say. So I look forward to uh, the next podcast. I hope you guys um, rate and review or, you know, send me an email. Go on my website, um, which is linked to previous podcasts. It's it's EliKavan, E-L-I-C-A-V-A-N, dot Wixsite, W-I-X-S-I-T-E, slash site. And there you can email me if you have any questions. Uh, Or send me nasty ones if you think I was wrong. (laughs) So uh, thanks for listening.